Hi, Cole here, creator and narrator of The Town Whispers. It's been a long summer, but the leaves once again fall, and with autumn comes longer nights that beg for darker tales. And to fill those long, cold evenings, I've launched a brand new podcast called Tiny Terrors. Tiny Terrors is a nostalgic horror anthology series that is as fun as it is dark. Join three friends as they delve into a forgotten corner of storytelling history and bring to light the darker depths yet still hidden in those often untraveled corners. Subscribe, listen, and review Tiny Terrors wherever you listen to podcasts. The Town Whispers is a narrative horror podcast that will tell the many stories hidden behind the rain and the fog in the trees of a town called The Fort. There are visions and truths that seemingly sprout from the mind with no urging. And then, there are others that are set upon us by intrusive forces. Listener discretion is advised. There are paths that are paved, and then there are others that are beaten into the ground by the soft and eager paces of townsfolk en route. There are roads and paths born of necessity and practicality, and then there are some born out of pleasure. Not everyone craves the right angles and even faces of a well-maintained road or sidewalk. Some folks crave the roots and molehills underfoot. Given the choice in that moment that Peggy found herself in having been confronted with a murky and nauseating dreamlike vision of her mother as a young woman, pregnant and out of wedlock, and that sickly, accomplished grin on Mother Cyprian's face, Peggy would have chosen to stay on the sidewalk. She would have walked where the road was even and well-maintained, but the youngest LaPont through actions of her own as well as the malignant and uncaring cruelty of her life, had found herself on the road less traveled. The elephants passed through the woods and knee-deep in the bog. She'd found herself stuck quite literally as well as figuratively reaching for safe purchase as the ground caved out from underneath her and dragged little Piggy along as it all fell into the deep and inevitable ravine below. She was stuck. She'd come to find truth and power, but no one told her it would be pleasant. Not all truths are shy love and concealed presence. In fact, they're mostly unspoken secrets, locked away for good reason. And Peggy had been poking at that particular lock for too long. And it had busted open with a foreboding tink, and still she had walked in. First, she'd been guided by her curiosity, a voice in a room late at night. Then she'd been guided by a stranger burnt and sinister. She'd tried running for a while, but learnt quickly that the paranoia she felt was indeed the world conspiring against her. So she'd press forward. She'd followed Tom, 
hoping the unknowing guidance of her brother's path might lead her to some truth, but it had only brought heartache. And when she'd given up, that old woman, Edith, had urged her on. Now in a place of complete darkness, where she felt off and not quite corporeal, Peggy LaPont was being subjected to exactly what she'd been looking for. Truth. Painful and cruel truths. And she cursed the old woman for not letting her curl up and feel her pain and self-pity. She cursed Edith Blackleach for not letting her be. As the words of the previous moving pictures faded out of earshot, darkness once more reigned, but there was still a glimmer in the water, and the young girl realized that couldn't and wouldn't be all there was to this terrifying, claustrophobic place she'd found herself in. The light that shined from behind her flickered as it gathered its strength again as the intensity of it grew. Once more, the wispy flakes of nothing, as if the light that illuminated the quasi-liquid place, as well as the nothing engulfing it, began to peel and those strands of filaments and torn bits in other shapes once more began to shape and form and become people. It was as amazing as it had been the first time and Peggy couldn't help but lose herself in it for just one split second. As she thought how novel it was that these forming shapes should look like shadow puppets. She loved shadow puppets. But when she heard the voice, that novelty soon dissolved into the well-earned resentment of that person or thing it imitated. Oh, isn't it lovely? You even left the front door open for my arrival. How considerate. Something needs to be done about the unnamed one. Oh, straight into business, is it? No time for tea and cookies. I'm ever so disappointed. I asked you once to do a task for me. One which I promised you would yield you power if you were patient. Oh, yes, I do recall that. And as it would appear, you used young Albert to facilitate that task. Why, yes, I did. And he was quite eager to do so. Simple boy, really. But endearing, I suppose, if you are capable of feeling such things. But I doubt very much you scooped him up off the floor of that cave because you felt endeared to the boy. It really is a shame. I had such high hopes for the chaos and panic he would cause after I made my adjustments to him. Sadly, you've kept him knit together just enough. Tell me... Where are the children now? A safe place, where no one will ever find them. Ah, I see. And I assume you still possess the artifact 
of the Bog Witch? Yes, 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 I do. Oh, holy mother Cyprian. Oh, and it was cast off by her daughter. So it's got a tinge of familial disdain to it. May I see it? The man dug his sharp-tipped fingers into the pocket of his dark coat and rustled about, and Peggy watched with great interest as he withdrew his clenched fist, placed it outreached in front between himself and Mother Cyprian, and unfurled his fingers to reveal a small acorn. Oddly, it resembled the acorn she'd retrieved from that front makeshift pocket of her dress the one her mother had sewn, except the shell that sat in his palm was uncracked and much more lacquered and dark due to the oil of eager fingers kneading and rubbing across its surface. If you've done as I've asked, the children should be buried somewhere with dark, worm-bitten soil and placed in a ring already. As curious as I found it, and oddly morbid for your tastes. Yes, they are. Although I do wonder why. Well, the why is in your palm right now. This little thing, Edith's loving and discarded present to her little daughter. Yes, in fact it is. Oh, yes, I see now. You are so clever. You wish not to include her or her talents. It is impossible. I cannot. She has strayed too far from the commonalities we all once shared. Oh, come now. What you mean to say is... She sits too close to the side of the unnamed one. Indeed, it is true that she admires them, and as such, I have been forced to conceal her here in Riverside for the time being until our task is done. Oh yes, I have gathered that, but I can't gather why. Their goals seem to be at odds. She. A hermit of muddy waters, barely suited enough to care for one tiny girl. And they, the unnamed one, the progenitor of this town. It matters not how she feels. We all have our need. All you need to do now is plant the acorn in the ring previously prepared. Well, let's stop a second. What, pray tell, will be the result? Oh, come now. We all have an express purpose, you as well. You are the one who tills land and souls. I have had you fortify the earth, and now you must plant so that we may partake from the pleasures and bounties that is then yielded. Always one to sidestep, aren't we, Cyprian? If we are to take action against the unnamed one... Adam. Its name is Adam. 
Oh, yes, yes, whatever you wish to call them. And you, with your express purpose to collect and hoard and hide away behind these walls where your many playthings may never leave. What pleasure do you derive from this? It is simple. I will gain a sense of stability. I do not like being at the whims of one such as they who is as impulsive as they are powerful. As they continue to toy with this town, I find myself feeling unnerved and unsettled. I wish to bring some semblance of peace to my days as well as to the townsfolk. And if the unnamed one were to get their way, the joys we all derive from this town would be at an end before I care to wish it to be so. Now listen to me. Once you plant the seed of the unnamed one's demise, it will take from the soil what it may need. It will grow ravenous for more, and we shall starve it once its roots have enveloped the nutrients we have placed within its earth. And for the last task, I must speak to Alfie. The farmer's task will be the last, and one which I'm sure he will relish. Oh, how interesting. But I have still not gathered how this will bring about the end of the terrible tidings of Adam the Unnamed. I must ask you to be patient. All in due course. And with that final question presented by the burnt man, the vision and the murky liquid of that both solid and ethereal place that held tight to Peggy dashed away the forms and figures of that second vision. Before she could take a moment to try and reason with what she had just seen, before she could try to make sense of what it was that had been shown to her and why and who they were speaking of, the wisps of nothing and light began to coagulate to solidify and form once more. The illuminating light vibrated and pulsed in time with her own heart, the faces of those in front of her all familiar except for one. Standing before Peggy, floating in the inky dark, their edges illuminated by the dim strobing light was Mother Cyprian once more and the burnt man too, but in that third vision, the pair were joined by old man Alfie. The farmer with his gruff and grandfatherly face, looking just as old as ever, as well as a stately gentleman she didn't recognize, who wore fine threads and shining shoes. She watched as he stared up at the impossibly wide-reaching branches of a very familiar oak tree. Today's episode was written and performed by Cole Weavers. Sound production and editing by Matt Black. Our theme song is by the ever-wonderful Charlie P.S. The fort is built on secrets and shadows, on unspoken truths and the designs of the long shadows, whoever they may be. But it's also built on the support of its townsfolk. Would you like to support our tiny little monstrosity of a town by mending the roof of the church? 
or keeping the doors of the sanatorium for the lost and unwanted open. Or perhaps you'd rather help build a mausoleum for the ones who will never die. In thanks for your support, and for only a few dollars a month, you'll receive episodes of The Town Whispers released early and forever ad-free, as well as exclusive short stories and one-shots to expand your knowledge of what lays dormant and watching under the earth. Would you like to see, with your own frail eyes that can only see what can be imagined by the goodness of a heart drenched in humanity by receiving digital rewards of the visual variety? All this and more will be revealed on our Patreon. Please consider joining us at www.patreon.com slash thetownwhispers. If you would like to support us in other ways, please consider following us on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter at The Town Whispers, or by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information on the show, please head on over to www.thetownwhispers.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow-up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. 
This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.